to our second episode of Talk Fast Cast, and today we're going to be doing something a little fun. We're going to be doing reviewing true crime things, and I had an idea for the main podcast about this, but we will go over it. And these are like true crime things. Um, yeah, I'm. We're going to. I'm just going to read some things um, about. It's just like a, a pair. Other okay. So this is called a paragraph long stories of true crime um things so this is true crime and it's a one paragraph thing and um that's great i'm excited so anyways i will be right back after the pen and we're back. So this one, I just read it, and it's kind of weird. Um, wow. Okay. So it's called. She was okay. So it's called Angela Hammond. Their names of people who were abducted, I think. So you guys, um, you guys should probably, you should probably, um, if you guys do not like true crime stories, and you guys probably wouldn't like this. So yes. And if anything bothers you, I'm gonna put a, a trigger warning on here. If this is just some things, and I'll bleep out all the bad words that are coming on here because there are some. So. I'll loop them out. She was talking. Okay, so here we go. First, it's called Angela Hammond. Uh, she was talking on the phone, payphone with her fiance and said, and saying how there is a suspicious truck that keeps driving around the block. And the truck that parks near her and when the payphone, where the payphone is, and he gets out and starts looking around with his flashlight as if he lost something. Then he confronts Angela and interrupts her. Her fiance heard all this on the other line and immediately got to his car and drove where Angela was. When doing so, he drove past the guy that was in the truck, and Angela's apparently screaming his name for help. So he turns around and tries following the truck in his trans in his transmission up, and the guy got away. Angela has never been heard from again, and she was pregnant. Ooh, that is creepy. So I'm going to give a little bit of advice. So the transmission apparently did not was just kind of not working or anything. So. Um, that would suck. The transmission just stops working and he just gets away. That would be sad. So the next one is called Angie Borgesson, I think. That's how you pronounce it. Again, I'm terrible at pronouncing things. I'm just writing all this down. So if I make her name or forget her name, it'll probably mention it. Okay. I think it's Annie Borgesson. I'm going to say that. I find the okay, so this one's a little more than one paragraph. It's two paragraphs. So I find the case of Annie Borgesson really weird. She's a Swedish student studying in Edinburgh. And then she went to the Prestwick Airport, literally the other side of the country, then down a bit. Caught on CCTV at the airport for 10 seconds and left. She tried to take out money multiple times from different ATMs, but didn't have the funds, so she was denied. She was wondering about Prestwick and then was found dead on the beach. Her long hair had been cut off and then the post-mortem, as far as I read, concluded death by drowning. 
She may have been a victim to foul play or it was a suicide. I also found that her parents' emails were allegedly hacked later on. It may be a case of self-inflicted violence, mental health issues, but I find Annie's case so bizarre and sad. The Hinterkaffiak murders. Okay, hold on. I need to write this down. I mean, I might go back and read them afterwards. So it's the, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's the Hinter Kafik, I think Kafik murders. Kafik, probably. Hinter Kafik murders. The Hinterkaifeck murders. A family saw footprints in the snow leading to the farm, but no footprints out of the farm. A few days later, they were killed in their own home. The evidence was that the preparators pre- were staying in the house or the farm before the killings. Oh, my God, that's creepy. It's creepy because your house is, like, supposed to be the safest place, but it's hard to feel secure when you think about the possibility that, like, a killer or maybe living with you but without you, like, noticing. That would be so scary. Like, just imagine a killer might be living with you, but you would notice it. You would notice it. That is so scary. So the next one is called Dorothy Scott. I was just reading. Okay, so actually, I've heard of this. So her story is like apparently the saddest, and her, the creepiest book was the bones of the dead dog, the killer. Well, the killer left. Oh, oh my God, that is so sad. Okay, Dorothy Scott. Her story is the saddest, and the creepiest was the was the bones of the dead dog, the killer left on top of her remains. The Rose Scavenger Dog Office trailer trail. Oh my God, why did I say trail? Oh, because there's an ER at the end of the top line. Also, how her watch was stopped to the exact moment she died. I just can't believe that he called her family so often. They would never trace the calls. I know it was the times, and it was the times that the whole thing is so horrifying. That is creepy. Brandon Swanson. But, like, seriously, like, before I go on to the next one, I think just leaving the dead remains of your dog to the the trail that would just that would be so sad because they never find the body i wonder how they figure this stuff out though <gasps> maybe the person who wrote this is uh maybe the killer for that no i'm just kidding okay okay so he Rand swanson was a 19 year old who lived in marshall um i think minnesota <laughs> Don't know what they stand for. Uh, he was returning home from a party. Yes, it is Minnesota. Okay. Uh, he was returning home from a party. So recently celebrating his graduation from a community college up in the north town of Marshall and called Canby. Can buy. Why? Uh, and was on his way home. Why did he sound Along the way, he on the way home he crashed in a ditch. For some reason, he was talking gravel roads, even though the highway between the two towns was a straight shot north to south. So I'm guessing he took this route as a joy ride type of thing, since he left his car and drinking in general, or maybe he had a little too much drink at the party and didn't want to deal with any state troopers on patrol. He called his dad for a, ra- a ride and eventually got tired of waiting inside his car, his crash car, and started walking towards Marshall. He claimed to see his dad to see lights. Of something nearby, and then abruptly exclaimed, "Right, where?" Okay, abruptly explained, "Why?" Okay, and abruptly exclaimed, "Oh!" To his dad on the phone, 
while and this call ended. To this day, no one knows what happened to him. Nobody, nobody found none of his belongings. Found nothing. There's just more to the story that, but that's just that's just that. And if you want to learn more, I think I'm I might I think that sounds interesting. I mean, I'd probably just like find out this and. But I'm gonna read the person's guess on the story. So their guess is what happened to Brandon. He either slipped and fell, and they were in a river due to not being able to see in the darkness, got shot and buried somewhere by oh, like Jason Blossom. <laughs> um, but except, yeah, from Riverdale, kind of reminds me of that. Uh, by a belligerent farmer who hated people trespassing his property and went rather shoot than ask questions. Or deducted by aliens, which explain the lights. This case just creeps me out because I to live in southern Minnesota, and I'm suddenly familiar with the Marshall area. It's mostly flat farmlands around here, so I do not understand how someone can just disappear into thin air in the middle of nowhere without a body or any remains being found. You know, I would, if, I mean, it was sort of like, the people would still remember him or anything, but like maybe he was just erased because he jumped into the olive pit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should be joking around this thing. Okay. All right. All right, so this one's called the Bennington. I don't know if you guys have heard of any of these, but these are interesting. And something I think the one I want to read the most is the. I don't. I think I forgot to find out what the name was on that one. Brandon Swanson. That was the last one. If you guys want to do more research on that, it's called the Bennington triangle disappearances so by what i see it was from the from the beginning of 1945 uh, through 1950 that was what the time period um like honestly i'm genuinely getting quite scared out of these like i don't know a person who gets scared um but yeah so, in the beginning of 1945 through October 1950, five people ages 8 to 70, eight to 74 years old went missing in the area. One was an experienced hunting guide and one, well, and another was a 53-year-old woman described as an experienced camper and hiker who knew the area like the back of her hand. I've hiked Vermont's, no, okay, I haven't, but this person who wrote this has hiked Vermont's off trail herself. And there are places where you get a feeling of being watched by someone or something. In 2008, an instructor at Bennington College and experienced hiker got lost in the mountain. Later, recounted his strange experiences and swore he would never hike again the trail alone. Now that's called. We look creepy right there. So the next one is a short one. It's very, very short. And there's um, I can put the links. There's some video videos to these. I can put the links to the videos of the um. Some of the documentaries you guys can watch here. So the this I, in this case the what's it called? The Setagaya family. Setagaya family. This is what it's called. And I might do like I might do some more research on all these. I think I will do the the um Brandon's one first, and I can do a whole episode about that, maybe co-hosting Ronnie or something. But yeah, okay. So the study guy family. The killer stayed in the house for hours, eating their um, family's food, lodging into the family computer, and sleeping on the couch. It's okay because rarely does a serial killer stick around for hours up to commit their crime, making themselves at home. Wow. 
Okay, this one's called Brandon Lawson and not Brandon Swanson. So I'm just going to do another Lawson. Got it. And there's also a documentary in this one, so I will put the link in this. So he ran out of gas nowhere, the middle of nowhere in Texas 2013, called the cops, much as in the inaudible, but he implies he's being chased into the woods. He says he needs the cops and police arrive. They find his check for nothing else. Not a trace of him since. Again, why? Maybe the Malibor pit. This one is how the Cotter Zena, whatever, Cotter Zina, I don't really know. Cater Zina? Whatever you guys want to pronounce it. Zoata, the skin case. I'm scared. So that's what's also known as the skin case. I am scared by that name. A young Polish Polish student disappears in the Krakow city. Three months later, a ship on the Vistula River become river stopped because something stuck into its propeller. When they have found surprise, what they have found surprised everyone. They got gotten out a skin of missing cutters and Zawada, to be more precise, a suit made of human skin. That's creepy. Someone had cut all their limbs and the head and had then created a body suit for the remaining part, which was probably worn about the murder for some time. That is creepy. Like, AF. Despite media, like, that's kind of the, the, um, 101 Dalmatians kind of thing. Like, the dog, they would, yeah. Despite media attention increased police interest every few years a perpetrator had never been found okay this one i there's also a documentary on if you guys want to watch this i'll put all of the documentaries in the links in the description but this one is probably i've read i've already read it and it's creepy to me at least so um this one is called the chris no not this one next one has a documentary so this one doesn't Okay, this one's long too. Chris Creamers and Lisa Froon. So let me write that down really quickly. My pen is weird. I want to make sure I spell their names right because Lisa, Lizanne Froon. So again, that is Chris Creamer, Kramer, and Lisan. Okay, another creepy mystery, yes, and apparently this one is scary. My, um, yeah, Ronnie just texted me once again, as much as I love being texted by her. But, so another creepy mystery that resonates with me is the disappearance, what, what, okay, there's the disappearance of Chris Kremers and Lisanne Froon. Long story short, two Dutch girls visiting Panama decided to go on a hike a day before they were scheduled to meet a guide for a tour. And then they go missing the same night. Ten weeks later, the remains and possessions are found downstream from where the girls were hiking. Oof, creepy. You know what? This is like what creeps me out about the most is the disappearance of the pictures that were found. Okay, I've done some research on this one because I know about it. Actually, um, I heard of this one because I've 
oh, I said I already read it. But what creeps me out is the disappearance and the is the pictures that were found on Lisa's camera that turn up in the remains. The pictures that go from like a usual nice picture of the landscapes and of the girls' pose and when landmarks the cryptic pictures of the darkness is what we assume what like were attempts to use the flash to the camera to act as a signal for rescuers. Also, there was a photo of back of Chris's head what possibly looks like blood by her temple just the fact that no one knows what happened to these two during their time in the jungle is what is the most unsettling about this mystery uh i haven't i just the last part yeah i read that part but that is that also creeps me out a lot <sighs> okay this this one is the one with the documentary and it's called just cassie joe's daughter Okay, so it's Cassie Joe Stoddart. This is going to be a long description. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cassie Joe Stoddart was house-sitting for her aunt. She invited her boyfriend over, and his two friends came over as well. His friends left, and they said they were going to the movies, although they didn't. At some point before leaving, and again, I mean not in sarcasm, they didn't leave, they unlocked a basement door and be known as to her. They shut the power off to scare her. They sat there hiding until her boyfriend left and she was alone and proceeded to put masks on um, in the house and stab her. If that wasn't bad enough, a video was found where they planned to murder her ahead of time. There was a footage of them right after they killed her as well. And that makes me never want to have a boyfriend ever again. So that's just creepy. And I want to do more research on that one because that one seems like a good episode of what I could do. So there, again, there is a documentary on that one if you guys want to see it. Okay, Daniel LaPlante's murders. Ooh, I think, ooh, he's a triple murder. And he killed, oh my God, so he is the murderer, not he was murdered. So again, this is Daniel LaPlante. I'll put all of them in the description. So if you guys want to do research on that much, they're pretty interesting. I'll put the site where I got all these things from, and yeah, so Daniel LaPlante is a triple murderer. He killed a nursery school teacher and her two kids in 1987 after a, ma- after a massive man hunt. They still cannot find him. The ultra creepy thing is what happened. He was eventually discovered after being on the run in the closet of a girl he dated. She opened her door one night to see him standing there in her mother's clothes. Face made with makeup, holding a machete, he tied her up and her family, but the youngest narrowly escaped. As if this isn't bad enough, they again could not find him. Two, two weeks later, the family who had moved out came back home and saw LaPlante in the window. The police were called and later found out why he'd been so hard to find. He had no happen living in the walls of his home with the windows. That is creepy. Like, as that, okay, that was the last one out of all of them. Still, that is creepy. AF. Okay, yeah. I can't even deal with that. That is so creepy. So, yeah, that is Daniel LaPlante. But they saw him in the window and, like, they, uh, he had, he was in the, his girlfriend's closet with her mother's clothes, face, beard, and makeup, and he was holding her shitty. How creepy, how creepy would that be? 
I can't even speak. I'm speechless after that one. Because that one is the craziest one I have ever read out of all of them. This one's like a short episode, I'm guessing. This is a short episode because it's only 11 minutes long. But still, how how creepy is that? That is so awesome.